He's Aaron. She's Liz. And, and we're, we're married to, to the, the idea. idea. Where we take two unique perspectives on something from movie, literature, or what have you. We really should know more what we're doing when we started this podcast, Aaron. Well, I think we kind <laughs> of uh, backed into this idea. Um, Once we know. had the groovy name, we really couldn't do anything else besides just say there are two of us and we each have opinions. <laughs> Well, we also, we tried to look at it from either two different perspectives or um, have some sort of uh, lead-in going into it, so. That's true. Well, I guess today we'll do two different perspectives on two different interpretations because uh, we're going to be looking at two different interpretations of the Robert Louis Stevenson classic, Treasure Island. Uh, we're going to be doing Disney's Treasure Planet, and Disney's, Disney's Muppet, Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> so many Disney movies about treasure and planets and islands. It's uh, it's going to be kind of an interesting take on it because, you know, uh, we both kind of grew up with both of these movies and have seen them, you know, multiple times even as adults. Um, but uh, even as a kid or as an adult, I did not read the original story, uh, Treasure Island, but... But I did, so I'll be able to offer a little bit of comparison. I will say that, just for starters, both of these do pretty much stay true to the idea, the central plot of the original story, which is that a boy befriends an old man who turns out to really have a bona fide treasure map, goes off hunting for it, comes across Long John Silver, who he thinks is a friend, turns out to be a bad guy, but a bad guy with a heart of gold. It all follows the same plot, so really, we're going to be taking more of an idea about which one of these interpretations we think not only, not just best suits the original material, but also uh, throws the most cool new things into it and makes, and, you know, it's just the most likable. Uh, well, that would be, uh, you know, for the... Uh... Uh, for the listeners at home, that that is what Liz will be doing. I will be, you know, comparing and contrasting them as movies themselves, um, as likability and, you know, um, how much they stand up over the years. So, um, but I think we should start with the uh, the easier one and do the Muppet Treasure Island. I don't think Muppet Treasure Island is easier. I think it's just as fun. I think there's. Oh, oh I don't mean like easier. I mean like easier <laughs> to to talk about because you and I both love this movie. Like. I, I know, my personally, I've seen it in probably almost in the 20s. Wow. Yeah, I when well, I love a movie, I will watch it multiple times. It, it does definitely have more singing Tim Curry than the other one. Yeah, and that's always a uh, a bonus, like a very big plus. Oh, we should have we should have compared this and Fern Gully, where Tim uh, Curry plays another singing villain. No, no, maybe we'll... <laughs> Maybe we'll hold that off for another... We keep doing that. Oh, he's like, oh, we'll do that for we another episode. We have brilliant episode. ideas, and then we're like, let's do Treasure Island, because that's yeah. something that people are clamoring for. Well, yeah, because everyone's asking for us, do Muppet Treasure Island. That's what, we, that's what all Island. That's what all our fan bases say. It, it, it really is. Well, uh, I guess let's kind of... Um, obviously, the something that needs, I guess needs to be said is that 
both of these movies follow along with the plot. So we can kind of get the plot out of the way now. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, the plot is incidental. It's the same thing as the story. So I think yeah. we should really just focus on each of our individual characters and see how they hold up in comparison well, to each other. Yeah, and that's, and that's kind of a, an interesting um, kind of point because uh, if we're going to kind of go movie by movie rather than, like, point by point. No, let's go point by point. Okay, so let's go point by point. All right, so uh, let's start with, uh, Jim Hawkins. Jim Hawkins, if we're going to do characters. Uh, Jim Hawkins, if we're doing a comparison, uh, Treasure Planet, like, just completely just knocks out. I I barely, barely, even now as an adult, can, I, can stand this actor who plays Jim Hawkins. Oh, the, to be fair, the poor boy, you know, uh, the... Voice actor for Treasure Planet did not have to sing. This poor boy, <laughs> who is clearly... Uh, Justin Bieber level of puberty, oh, pre-puberty, is is singing his heart out, but <laughs> you put him next to any professional singer or the Muppets, it's just like, oh, dear. It's funny because, like, they had to go back and, like, dub all the singing, even Tim Curry's. Of course. But they did it in a studio, but for some reason, everyone else sounds natural or it sounds okay, except for the actor who plays Jim Hawkins. There's other... Uh, human actors along with the, the Muppets that sing in this movie that have lines by themselves. I just think it's, or, you know, even in regards to the singing, I just, I'm, it must be so hard for that kid to be the straight man. You, you know, you have oh, the Muppets, yeah. you've got Kermit and Gonzo and Rizzo and Tim Curry, who's practically a Muppet, and just all these crazy character actors, and then he <laughs> has to just play the straight man. Even Miss uh, Bloombridge gets to oh, go crazy. <laughs> One of the better, like, kind of additions because oh, was yeah. she was she in the original well, story? Well if you're comparing that we'd have to say that um in Treasure Planet, uh Jim has a mother still who's taking oh, okay. care of so, him. Which... And in the Muppet movie, uh he is an orphan with Rizzo and Gonzo and they are under the uh, care of the in owner Mrs. Bloombridge. Which um is played by Jennifer Saunders uh, who also did the Fairy Godmother in Strike Two? You were just telling me that yeah. I had no idea. She was also she was also in another movie we just watched too, and I can't remember. Should have given her a song number. Uh, oh man, but she did get one in Strike Two, so I think it was kind of quote unquote <laughs> made up for it, which is one of the better scenes, one of the best scenes in a really good movie. But getting back to the movie at hand, uh, yeah, this Jim, this Jim <laughs> this Hawkins. Is a, this is a no tangent zone. Oh, we're trying, we're trying hard, folks. We're really, really trying. No one knows. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Jim Hawkins in the, uh, there's no, there's no comparison. You've got a straight man in a Muppet movie, which it's interesting if you look at this movie compared to say a Muppet Christmas Carol, mm -hmm. the straight man is literally Ebenezer Scrooge. And even he gets a, just a little silly at times. Well, he's a, he's a cantankerous old miser. Exactly. He is almost a caricature of himself at the very beginning. He's, his name, Scrooge, is synonymous with hoarder and miser of money. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's a very interesting take uh, when for having this kind of character because in later iterations or in different iterations, when they had a straight man, they still allowed him to have some fun. This Jim Hawkins character, if he has fun, it's it's just because he's it's, a kid. He's likable. He's he, he's not unlikable. He's milk toast. He's he's And that's neutral. unfortunate. That's that's yeah. just unfortunate, which I think the nice thing about Treasure Planet is that it'd been very I at the very beginning, you see him flying around on his uh 
Rocket Surfboard, which is the most amazing oh, thing ever. Yeah. It gets it gets a little scary. You think, oh boy, this is a little two thousands right here. And then you get a little bit scarier again because he is this this kid with a chip on his shoulder, his authority, prom with authority. But they do a very when you good say, job. When you say scarier, do you mean like thrilling or no, like, like you're scared like, for this, oh, how no. they interpreted yeah. the character? Interpretation, like, oh no, oh please don't do that. Please, please <laughs> don't do that. And then you, however, they do give him a bunch of great character development. He feels very believable. And he has even less fun, I would say, because he's playing this teenager of no one gets me, no one understands me. But even so... He has the ability, it, it, it creates a stronger bond, I think, between him and Silver, which, as much as I adore Tim Curry, the bond between him and Jim is not the selling point of that one, whereas in the Treasure Planet movie, I feel it a lot more strongly. Um, characters by themselves, I still gotta go Tim Curry as Long John Silver, because there's a, there's, there's a high and a low with that character, where he's, um... Um, I'm forgetting his name, uh, with the, the voice actor who played him. He's, um, I think it's Brian something. Um, it, anyways. Here, stop for time while I look up names well, and actors. Uh, going back to uh, the, what I was saying, uh, the Tim Curry, he gets those highs. He gets like, he's jovial, he's having fun, the oh, other Tim, pirates Tim love Curry him. Is, the, he was made to play Long John Silver, no question really about it. He really, really was. Uh, but this this other interpretation was a little. He had lows, and he had a couple high moments, but he never really had that true, you know, jovial like uncle father type no, character. No, I must disagree with you. I so much more feel the the father and familial with the animated Disney version than with the Muppets. And it's not anything against Tim Curry. I think they. Um, Comparing to the original story, Treasure Muppet Treasure Island plays a lot more closely to the original source material. Uh, Silver in the book is definitely a rogue. He's definitely supposed to be a likable rogue to the audience. But at the end, when he abandons Jim, it's much more about, he. yeah, he probably should go. He is not a good influence. He has not been the best person. And in the movie, too, you also get the sense that, you know, he's not going to do what's best for Jim, he really is trying to save his own skin, whereas Treasure Planet, because they get to take more liberties both with the location and the character development and the extraneous characters, you get to have a lot more on the fa on the um, adoptive father, adoptive son angle. They really play that up more, because Stevenson, that wasn't what his true intent of the book was. His true intent was to tell this, this romping action story yeah, of finding treasure. Yeah, it just treasure. so happens it has this great almost father-son dynamic. Oh yeah, it's a fantastic um, element, and I and really we finally figured out the, uh, the <laughs> Brian Murray, who has done a lot of great things. Um, who is the voice of Silver. Um, yes. The animator for Silver is my favorite, Glenn Keane. Really? Yeah. He, okay, uh, that's why you like him so Okay, much. no, let's let's be fair. Glenn Keane, okay, um, as, as far as assisting on animation, uh, Glenn Keane has done a lot of work for the Disney Company, both in uh, Ariel and Little Mermaid, uh, The Beast from Beauty and the Beast, there are um, a lot of uh, dynamic and iconic Disney characters that he has lent himself to. Um, and you're just mad because I actually got to meet the man. I know. 
I actually have his autograph somewhere, and I'm really, really mad. I didn't know that. Yeah, remember I got something signed? <sighs> uh, he actually came into uh, SCAD, the, the, the college that we went to, for a talk, and we they he was presenting... Was it... No. Was it... Don Hahn. Baby, you did not no, get to meet Glenn no, Keane. I'm sorry. No, it, was, it was Don Hahn. Um, for um, Awaking Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. For the documentary the, they did about the new yes, girls in Age of Disney animated I, movies. I apologize, listeners. That's, uh, that's no, 100% you, you on You did me. not get to meet Glenn Keane. I would never stop crying. Oh, yeah, and the fact that you didn't get to meet him, yeah, I would have held that over your head. Don, Don Hahn is still great. Was Don awesome Hahn music. was also the producer on Treasure Planet. Yeah. He actually has a very interesting story. That was... Treasure Planet was the first idea he pitched to Disney, oh. but they weren't ready to take a risk on it. So he had to prove himself in a number of ways with Beauty and the Beast and with Aladdin. And after all that, they finally, did, like a decade later, said, "Okay, Don, now you get to do your movie." All right, well, let's let's reel this back in because we're definitely um, <laughs> definitely further out. So here here is the thing: um, uh, we're kind of focusing on specific characters, and it's fine. And we need to can we we're not done talking about let's them. Let's talk about the Muppets. Seeing I, all the different characters, like if you had picked all the Muppets to fill these roles, would these be the Muppets you have? Oh picked? my God, yes! <laughs> like Fozzie Bear is probably the only one who got the shortest end of the stick because they kind of created a character of sorts for him. Now, here's the thing: both sides either created characters or took a lot of liberties because of the stories involved. Mm -hmm. um, now they added a couple characters for a Rat and um, Gonzo. Gonzo. Now, the thing is, is their characters, I felt, were better equipped to be, you know, um, John, or not, sorry, not John, um, Jim Hawkins's friends, if you will. Yeah. His, his family, um, before he had family. Now, uh, they, they didn't add, I remember you were telling, or either you were telling me this or I read this, uh, the, uh, from the Treasure Planet side of things, they didn't add, well, they added Morph, but Morph was just a cutie. They added a couple things. So, you know, um, Silver had a parrot in the original. He had a talking lobster, Polly, and Muppets. <laughs> talking parrot. What's that, next? That was, that... A singing talking mouse with his own theme park? <laughs> that was... Uh, it, um, we'll keep, we'll keep going before <laughs> I start gushing. Um... So, they added Morph, which was essentially a parrot, but it was also, it was kind of like... I found lobster. him adorable. He was adorable. You drew him forever. Oh, he... Well, the funny thing about that, uh, animation art uh, nerds, is that Morph was one of the most complex and difficult characters to draw, because every character comes equipped with a skeleton when you draw out a character sheet for it. A model that the actors can follow. Even if it's not a 3D model, even if it's 2D, there's a skeleton... For every character, even like the brave little toaster has a, you know, a toaster, but Morph was <laughs> literally a blob of nothing. So they yeah. studied, um, Flubber before Flubber. Yeah, they studied, uh, water in zero gravity on the space, uh, station I totally see that. to figure out how to get him to move there. It's kind of like, uh, animating fire. Animating fire, you can't follow a model because if you do, it'll look formulaic. It has to be sporadic and different on every single frame. Otherwise, it'll look too formula. Yeah, that makes sense. But um, the one I was trying to get to was Ben, uh, which hmm. he actually is in the story as Ben, right? He's actually, he was left, he was marooned on the island. So on Treasure Planet, Ben is a bioelectronic navigator. He's a robot. Played by Mort Martin Short, if that gives you any 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 indication about how the movie My went, or the nostalgia the 
my nostalgia does not make him nearly as annoying as I as I know that you find him to be. I don't think that's the best way to interpret Ben, but I also don't think uh, Benjamina was the appropriate way to interpret the character of Ben either. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I love that Miss Piggy was yeah, there. Not for I, a second I, did I regret that. <laughs> can I, I'll be honest with the, the listeners and with you. Did not know that that was this essentially <gasps> the same character. Aaron. I'm I'm sorry, I didn't. I Benjamina. That makes sense. Who did you think she was? I, just just so, a character thrown in for for, for Miss Piggy's sake. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got like the the not well, she, the, well, ship, the, the, the shipbuilder with Fozzie Bear, who, who essentially he kind of is the. Um, Doctor uh, Doppler, Doctor Doppler, funds character. the expedition. Yeah, they've kind of they've got that character, which played by David Hyde Pierce. That like I feel like they could have worked with that character's relationship with Jim just a little bit more, but that's that's just kind of a nitpicky thing. Um, yes, yeah, so Benjamina was Ben. Okay, and because uh, remember she says that she was marooned yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> Yeah, Miss Piggy steals every single scene she is in. Oh my god, there's so many hilarious scenes with her in it. Like, she's not in it until, like, the last third, yeah. I would say, even. And, you know, it's just... It, and it's kind of like, they try to have that with the Martin Short version, and it, it he wasn't stealing the scene, he just was in the scene, sucking up the talent, and truth be told... Oh, Aaron. Okay, so, all the Martin Short fans are going to be so upset. Yes, all two of them will be mad. Oh, Shade! Uh, I actually have no disrespect for Martin Short. I think he is actually can be incredibly funny. Because we've watched him like in Arrested Development. Mm -hmm. um, he had kind of a, not a big character, but he was in that show with John Mulaney. He mm -hmm. tried really hard. He actually can be incredibly funny. But I think when you're given, he's given too much time. They tried to Robin Williams genie him. Yes, they absolutely did. Gave him too many references. Was, everything else was too serious. I mean, Morph even was still grounded in reality. But Ben was like the most silly part of it. And, and it didn't help. And this isn't anything against Martin Short. It's more so the stylistic choices of the director's. Um, because this was directed by uh, Clements and Musker, mm -hmm. who are we're big fans of. Yeah. Um, they they chose to have Ben be in 3D, whereas everywhere else was more of a traditional 2D ah, animation. But you forget, Aaron. There is another 3D character in Treasure Planet. The weird lobster thing. No. Oh, John, Long John Silver. Yes. Yeah, his, his mechanical arm. That's right. Is a 3D modeled arm. The way they convinced the Disney execs that they could pull that off was that they took old Captain Hook animation frames from Peter Pan <laughs> and placed and exchanged his arm for a mechanical 3D rendered arm and played it back to show them that they could do it. That's pretty cool. I didn't Isn't know that. behind the scenes stuff so cool? <laughs> All right, so I okay, so we're we're only missing one more essential character because yes. we kind of talked about Doctor Doppler, who is. The Fozzie Bear character is not played up nearly as much in the the movie as he is in like other movies or you know like mm -hmm. the TV shows. He definitely has a much more smaller part. Uh, whereas his Doctor Doppler is, I would say, a main secondary character. Mm -hmm. But the main, the last, the captain and the first mate. The well, yeah, it's got to be. We got to talk about. It's got to be. Oh, it's got to be the captain. The first mate. I felt like. 
the the Muppet movie copped out, but it still worked. And then in the move in the Treasure Planet, I know he's he's supposed to die, isn't he? In all iterations. Oh, spoiler alert! I guess <laughs> halfway through. In all iterations of Treasure Island, yes, the first mate dies. Um, Probably only in the. Uh, uh, Muppet Treasure Island, does he not die? Not die, yes, he was. As it turned out... It's very kid-friendly. Sam, Sam made it back in the one non-leaky lifeboat the ship had. That, okay, so that was something great that the Muppet Treasure Island did. That little kind of running gag is like, Oh, sir, they, they might be fine now, but when you get out to the open sea, that's where they spring the leak. And then he comes back because it's fine. And Long John Silver's lifeboat ends up leaking. He escapes in the one leaky lifeboat. They didn't get checked <laughs> out. That was a great little kind oh, of Oh, that was a good gag. gag. So, um, going back, the captain... The captain. The captain... I may, I may defend my choice to the death on this one, but who do you think <sighs> does a better captain? That's the problem. I don't know if there is a... For me, at least. I don't know if there's a better uh, choice because they're too... 100% different iterations. Almost like the Dr. Doppler man who thinks someone lives in his uh, in his finger. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bimbo told me so. Look, the man lives in the finger. He's very smart. He's been to the moon. What? what? Twice. <laughs> <laughs> this car's a bozo. <laughs> so, uh, the Muppet Treasure Island is played by Kermit, which, if you look at the cover, it, he's he's pretty much the, <laughs> the first character you see. There's something very telling about the cover of this DVD that we're looking at from Muppet Treasure Island that none of the human characters are not, featured on Not a on single it. one. Now, it is the anniversary edition. That is true. It's the anniversary Still edition. so. It's clearly about the Muppets at this... <laughs> yeah, it's it's so much more about the Muppets. Hell, even the kid who played uh, uh, Jim Hawkins isn't even listed. It is starring. Oh, that's, that's a little mean. Poor thing. But, uh... So, Muppet Treasure Island has Kermit as the captain. The Treasure Planet. They have a they have a they have a good sight gag when they introduce him. They oh have, yeah. They have Uncle Sam saying that he's he's a raging volcano, the likes of which mere mortals cannot fathom. And then this big black carriage comes up, the big angry horses. A guy gets out, and everyone on deck goes, <gasps> and then he steps aside, and Kermit just steps out. Hello, everybody. That would have been a much bigger psychic if they didn't have it in the trailer. Oh, I never saw the trailer. I, I remember watching the trailer when I was a kid. I don't know if I saw the trailer before I saw the movie or if after I saw the movie and actually remember what was going on. But they, they did that psychic in the trailer, too. Mm. Hello. It's like, <laughs> but the... Is it kind of like showing Wonder Woman in the trailer for yes. Batman v Superman? Well, no. <laughs> No, it's not because showing Wonder Woman in the trailer for Batman v Superman ruined it. So uh, this one is just kind of it ruined that one gag that ruined almost her whole character because you knew she was there. We're not getting into that. So uh, Kermit is the captain in the Muppet Treasure Island. Treasure Planet has uh, Emma Thompson as uh, as the captain. And she did a kick-ass job. She's fantastic. Emma Thompson is a great actress. I have issues with a few, um, and I don't know why they're all British, but a few <laughs> very uh, classically trained, um, uh, renowned actresses who've won Oscars upon Oscar, or at least been nominated, um, like Tilda Swinton and, um, oh, who's that other one? The girl who plays Galadriel, yeah. you don't like her, and she's going to be playing the new villain in, in Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. 
Um, whatever. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. I don't like either of these actresses. They have done roles that I appreciate, but I don't like either of these characters. I don't like either of these but actresses. Emma Thompson. She, Emma Nanny, Thompson. Nanny McPhee. Oh, I love Emma her Thompson Nanny McPhee. has my heart. <laughs> Even, like, I, like, she's just done so many great roles, and she's so good in all of them. She brings a wonderful wit to this particular role. But, like... Like, is condescending, but not at the same time? She's in charge, and she knows it. She doesn't have to worry about pandering to anyone. She knows she's captain. She knows she's good. But it doesn't mean she can't have a little fun. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we're gushing on about her, which well, she deserves every bit of it. She does. Um, She actually got the script writers to change a bunch of her lines. Because really? They, they literally came to her and said, Emma, what would you say here? <laughs> um, Originally... She was supposed to be like, kept, uh, first my error, what did, what did I say? And he was supposed to say, a, a, a ragtag group of ragamuffins. And like, Emma, what would you say? And she said, um, uh, a giggling parcel of walloping galoots, ma'am. And just like, <laughs> like these, these amazing, like, British line reads of these, a, a dribbling parcel of ravenous galoots, ma'am. Like, it was just great, great line work. <laughs> the anime, and I do have to admit, uh, admit the animation on uh, Mr. Era, the first mate in Treasure Planet, with like the almost like living granite, was yeah. so cool. It's very cool. Um, I think we have to talk about just like the different worlds these places inhabit. Well, these are we, two... we, we haven't like we okay we gush on about uh, Captain Amelia, but we got to talk about uh, um, Smog in uh, Muppet Treasure Island because truth be told, even though he's a Muppet, he does a good job. Kermit. Kermit, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. no, he has a good job. Um, I forget, what's the actual character name, Emilio you, Swag, uh, Smog? No, um, it's not Smog. No, go ahead. Soft. Smollett, Smollett. Smollett, yeah. As, Smollett, sorry. Smog and I just started having uh, uh, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch dragon flashbacks. <laughs> uh, uh, Smollett. Smollett. Kermit as the captain in Muppet Treasure Island, actually, they play some subtle moments with them. Like, there's actually a part where he's looking at a picture of Benjamina, Mrs. Piggy, um, and, like, they're, they're playing up this whole thing, like, you can tell that he misses her, but he doesn't really want the crew to know, he doesn't want to show weakness in front of them, he gives Jim some, like, opportunities to kind of help him out, and, and there's, there's a lot of, like, this might be the most subtle Kermit role that I've seen, because, like, bes maybe besides, uh, uh, What's his face from um, Christmas Carol? Uh, Michael Caine. No, the 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 role. The, oh, um, Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit. I would say Bob Cratchit is probably like the best and most subtle, not subtle, but like like they didn't have to play every every scene up for laughs. They had laughs, like the whole penguin skating scene, which was one hundred percent added in for this movie. But it works. Um, we might have to review that movie, um, or like do two different Christmas just all characters. the different Christmas kill iterations. Uh, but I remember even as a kid, I'm like, I, I remember being a little bit bored of it when I was a kid. But as an adult, I appreciate it more. There's more subtlety to the role. There's more depth to it. So um, I don't know if I would still pick him as to be the best, um, uh, ca best captain. Because of just how great Amelia is, um, and just kind of how the character um, evolves throughout the movie. Because the thing is, is if you're gonna go on, you know, uh, uh, development, 
Smollett doesn't go through much development, period. Right. None of these characters really go through much development, save for Long John Silver. Well, the Muppets, I mean, they have a They're... character, they have characters to follow. They can't quite go through any crazy change. They're just filling a role. Yeah. Um, so, let's let's go through the list and we'll start talking about the worlds. Um, Captain, I think we both agree, Treasure Planet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the first mate, I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta go Muppet Treasure Island. Sam. You got, you're gonna go Sam too? I, I do like Sam. There, and there's then he something. And he doesn't die makes me happy. Yeah, we're, we're, we're real, Which is unfair, which is very unfair because, um, traditionally when the first mate dies, it's, it's the accident, but it's not blamed on Jim. In Treasure Planet, they use the the idea that Jim's been trying to slowly work his way up and actually make something of his life, learn a skill, learn a trade, be a helpful person, and it's his job to make sure all the lifelines are secure. And when the uh, the treacherous crab lobster uh, takes care Scroop. of him, Scroop. I love how uh, the first mate says it. Is it clear, Mister Scroop? Um, when he uh, when he uh, takes care when he cuts his lifeline it's played as Jim messed up he didn't secure the lifelines and it makes him question all this time was it even worth it trying yeah. to be a better person yeah I, I, the thing is is they're given the first mate is given much more time in the uh, Mumpet Treasure Island so the other character's not bad it's just we both have a little bit of nostalgia stake but not only because it's Sam the Eagle playing it because <laughs> that is like one of the perfect roles for Sam the Eagle uh, say, say for the teacher. <laughs> it is the American way. Yes. <laughs> Sam, Sam. Oh, uh, it is the, the British, British way. way. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so we got to go with Sam. Uh, uh, Benjamina, because, ugh, but you, I mean, you can disagree. No, I, I, I enjoy Miss Piggy. She, she's <laughs> another strong female character who knows who she is yeah. and does not give. <laughs> it's it's hard to compete with Miss Piggy, anyways. But when you're going up with Martin Short, in I a like battle. the idea of the character as a robot being yeah. like an actual navigator, and that was why he was actually on this island for however long he was, and that's why. Uh, <laughs> You know, I lost my mind. And I, I, I do, I do enjoy some of those ideas about I lost my mind because originally he just went insane. Yeah. In the book, he just went insane on that island and was the, kind of a crazy guy. This one, Benjamina isn't crazy. She's just taken over and made <laughs> pigs and made them her <laughs> slaves. And then, and then Ben is like literally went insane because Flynn pulled his memory drive. I am General Ha Ow or Sp. <laughs> Um, so, uh, boom, okay, we go online with that one. Um, so the concept of the character was great, but yeah, we well, got, gotta go Benjamin. All right. So, um, extra characters. Oh, we haven't even talked about one of my favorite characters do from tell, this, um, Upper Treasure Island. Now they did again, they didn't give this one, this character that much time to develop because they developed other characters much more. Um, Miss Bloombridge. No, she. Uh, the, you have to compare her and the mother. And truth be told, I gotta go the mother. It's really Lori nice. Metcalf. Lori Metcalf, who also played the mother of Andy in Toy Story and the sister of Roseanne in the Roseanne Show. And she She's plays the mom in Treasure Planet. Yes, yes, yeah. she plays the mom. So there's not really a comparison. You've got a very funny joke who <laughs> has one of my dad's favorite lines. Is, um, Come back tomorrow for lunch. We'll have roast suckling po! And a couple pigs walk by. Tatoes! And there's, there's like a 
potato muppet that walks by too. <laughs> meant no offense, man. Meant no offense. No offense. No offense. <laughs> My dad will always do that How one too. How does she do that? <laughs> Uh, oh, and then, uh, well, Blind Pew, we uh, haven't talked about. Oh, uh, no, no, Blind Pew, Blind Pew was funny, but again, these are kind of joke characters. No, but he's in the original. Oh, he is? So he's in there, he's the person who gives uh, the. Uh, Black spot. Billy. Uh, uh, Billy Bones. Billy Bones. Yeah. Gives Billy Bones, uh, how do, okay. Gives, uh, in the Muppet Treasure Island. Blind Pew gives Billy Bones is he in the, the black original story? Because he's not in the he's... original story. Yes, there is a captain who uh, there is a person who was on that original voyage, and he okay. is given the black spot, and that is how it goes down in the um, treasure planet. Billy Bones is also there, um, trying to escape with the map, and that's yeah, the, the impetus. The um, the uh, the treasure planet version of Billy Bones is this like turtle like creature. That like just kind of crash lands and like Jim runs out and tries to help him out and he's like, I know I'm gone, but take this and keep it. Beware the cyborg. And then he dies. Cyborg, which is which is in the original, beware the one-legged man. Exactly. So, problem is, um, I will like if we're gonna go with like added characters like with more. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, I'm going Muppet Treasure Island all damn day because of one person specifically, not even with Rizzo the Rat and Gonzo, who are hilarious in this movie, it is Billy Bones. I hate myself right now. I have forgotten oh, this his build name. Oh, it's Connolly. Billy Connolly. Oh, Con I knew I knew it was, I knew it was, he How had the same I name. How did I know that? Because I forgot, I blanked. I absolutely, really you did. beat me at seeing it the other night. He, I did beat him at seeing it, everyone. Aaron is the true movie master, but I beat him at seeing it. She, she beat me at seeing it, uh, fair and square. Only two people have beat me at seeing it so far, I want you to know. So you're one of two. Um, I feel honored. But uh, Billy Connolly plays Billy Bones. Which is fun. Who, and he is... A bunch of comedy, a bunch of physical yes. comedy, a bunch of good lines, and it leads to the, uh, I think my favorite side How gag. How does she play to that? My favorite side gag, I think, it has to be, my there's a bunch. I'm going to keep saying that it's my favorite, my favorite, but one of my favorites <laughs> is when he's telling him about the treasure map, and Gonzo looks up <laughs> from the map, okay, okay, Gonzo looks up from the map with the dollar signs. In his we're eyes, gonna we're gonna be, be rich. rich, and then Rizzo with a little skull and crossbones, we're, we're gonna, gonna be, be dead. dead. That is an amazing. <laughs> and then, like when Billy Bones finally croaks because of a heart attack, or he's like, he died. <laughs> this is supposed to be a kids' movie. Jim, Jimmy, Jim, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, Jim, Jim. I'm not Jim, Jimmy, Jim, Jim, Jimmy, Jim. He's Jim, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, Jim, Jim. Some of the greatest uh, deliveries and lines in that. Yeah, like, the, what happens is, like, the first, like, fourth of this movie that all takes place at, like, the house or the Oh, it's all, the, the it's manor. like, improv the yeah, entire way. It, it, they do such a great job. You see some great kind of Muppet work. Um, there's some really funny moments, as we've already described in great detail. So, if we're going to go added characters... That weren't in the original or like re reimagined characters. Well, Gonzo and uh, Rizzo. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I gotta go Muppet Treasure Islands on that. So well, versus think... like Morph and I don't know Doctor Doppler kind of like is as not far as added on. Reimagined, but I think just character. the Muppets, the Muppets have a bigger cast to work in more characters. I just don't Very think true. like you may as well, you may as well like well we have Fozzie so Bear. We what say... should we do with him? Quick, throw him in something. Yeah. Oh, 
give everybody sweetums is in the ship and just <laughs> like uh, electric uh the electric mayhem's in there alone point like hey are we with the pirates or with the frog guy huh who cares man never get never get involved in politics, politics. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, well, that's the thing. The Muppets, the, oh, the, the Muppets get yeah. All the Muppets who come, the rats who come on for the luxury cruise that Rizzo's trying to run to make a quick buck. Now I walk by a pod where they film the move Muppet Treasure Island. Oh my goodness! Click, 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 click. So a strenuous cast. But I think like if you look at the Treasure Planet, yeah. they had all like the pirates and everything like that, and Scrog and um Scroop. the Scroop, sorry, Scroop, and then like the guy who was like two things in one, and the fart month. The fart alien. Eh. Yeah. The, I, okay, I gotta go. Then, I gotta go Muppets because it it's hard to compete with the Muppets though. It's it's hard. It's not Treasure Planet's fault. It's just hard. So um, now. Well then. We, I th okay. Well, I think I think we're, we're gonna save the best one for the last, and but I'm because I'm trying to get through these. But um, Jim Hawkins is freaking uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, JGL, 100%. Great job by him. Great job by the directors, animators, everything. The kid who he is the worst part of Muppet Treasure Island. Poor thing. He and it, it's not not his fault. I, you may not blame him, but <laughs> so all right, we're gonna fight about this for a few minutes, and then we're gonna move on. Okay. Tim Curry. Dude, I love Tim Curry, but he is not the best silver. Tim Curry, man, his uh, now you can't compare songs because. He doesn't have songs. We were just talking about that. Um, this Muppet Treasure Island is a musical. musical. Starts from the very beginning, yeah. which that beginning song uh, is an amazing opening song, the Shiver My Timber song. Oh my god. That is a great opening one song. Oh yeah, it's so it's got humor and it's got the good beat. I love it all. Oh Perfect. and when the skulls are singing, it still yeah. sends chills down my spine. It's a really fun song. Um the Disney movie, they make an interesting choice, which you'll see later in Tarzan, in which uh, you don't have diegetic music. What that means is diegetic music is like if the characters are all singing in a musical or, uh, or they hear a band. Anything that happens within the world of the music, the world of the movie, is diegetic sound. It happens within the world. So like so, the band playing in Everyone on hears the ship. that. Yeah, because yeah, it's all involved. Okay. Uh, soundtracks, that is non-diegetic. Uh, scores, oh, non-diegetic. Yeah, I get you. Okay. So, Treasure Planet is a Disney movie. They were in this period of time with these Disney movies where they weren't musicals, per se. Uh, and they, it's a great score. I enjoy the score for Treasure Planet. And they only have one song that is sung, which is, again, non-diegetic, because it's I'm Still Here um, by uh, the Goo Goo Dolls, I believe. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is. Resnick. Um, yeah. So, that is a big change. I do actually appreciate it, though, um, for the tone that Treasure Planet takes, which is a more re believable, serious tone, and more about the growth of this boy becoming into a man. I appreciate it. I appreciate that he didn't break into song. I, I do appreciate the, the atmosphere this whole movie creates with, you know, A, it's not a musical, and B, it's, it's more ground. Even though it is a completely a sci-fi and fantasy mix, mm -hmm. it is still grounded in reality. Definitely. They talk about the um, seven thirty split. I know. We'll go back to Tim Curry in a minute. <laughs> like, I'm gonna say this. You completely skipped over it. I know because I'm gonna win. But uh, the <laughs> there's, seven there's not gonna be a the seventy thirty split uh, is what the directors talk about when they made Treasure Planet, where seventy percent of what you saw would be 
old-fashioned, like the world of Treasure Island as Robert Louis Stevenson imagined it. And then 30% would be updated for your sci-fi, which is why the laser guns still look like old-fashioned dueling pistols. Oh, and the, yeah. the ships that go through space still look like ships that would be in the water. Yeah, um, like, in the, like, I don't think, I think... If they have swords, they're actual swords. They're not like lightsabers. There are no things. lightsabers in yeah. this, thank God. Yeah. They're like, they deal with aliens instead of just people from other nations. You know, there are humans in it. You know, like the main character is human. And mm -hmm. um, even the cyborg is human-esque, maybe. He's um he's, he's an alien, but he's not an odd-looking alien. So this looks dog-like. Well, a no, bear. A little... Bear was the bear, uh, bear yeah, bison, that. that sort of thing. I getcha. Um, uh, no wonder you like him. I know. That being said, um, uh, you've been talking a lot. Uh, Silver's character is more compelling in Treasure Planet. I love Tim Curry. I love the energy and the joy that he brings to the role and the deliciousness he has with eating up a villain character that is still redeemable. I totally get and appreciate that. But they give Silver and Treasure Planet more to work with. He actually does become this mentor, a real true mentor that you see take Jim under his wing. When Jim has that crisis of faith at the end of the first act where he feels like he let, like he let the first mate die, it was his fault. Uh, he actually does show compassion and care and says, you, you have to stick your own course. You will rattle the stars. I have faith in you in a way that Silver in Muppet Treasure Island never gets to do. You never feel like he's lost sight of the prize. Tim Curry never feels like he loses sight of the prize, which is the treasure. Jim may be, he may like Jim, he may be a friend of Jim, but he would not give up everything for Jim. But you feel that Silver and Treasure Plant, you feel his pain, you know that he actually does genuinely care for the boy and realizes it's getting to him and it's making him soft, but he can't help it. He does care for him and he has to turn his back on him. It's a lot of great... A, a lot of great stuff. He has a chance to shoot him to stop him from getting off the boat with the map, and he doesn't. And you see him just like, I want to, but I can't. And you just see him his, his lifetime. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is they do that in both of the movies. Now, in Muppet Treasure Island, they don't have an opportunity where Jim loses faith in himself because they don't develop the character that way. The thing is, is the Treasure Planet has a lot more to work with, absolutely. But the thing is, is even still... Tim Curry is still a more dynamic character because you get the highs, you get the lows. You, he's manipulative. He's, um, but he's also charismatic and, um, like you can't not look at him when he's in a scene. Like there's a point where he's just standing there on deck for roll call or something like that. Every time they they edit or cut to him. You can't look at any of the Muppets or any actors or anything like that that are around him. You only look at him. He's, he, you, you're just automatically drawn to him. I, I don't deny he's a charismatic actor. I it's just not don't... because he's. It's not just because of Tim Curry. It's because of the character itself. We, you and I both love Tim Curry, and we've seen many things that he's done great in, and things he tried to do great in, and <laughs> failed. Congo, but the the thing is, is what I saw with. Muppet Treasure Island, Jim had no family save for Rizzo and Gonzo. But even at, neither, at the beginning of the movie, they didn't really even think of each other as family. They thought of each other as brothers or friends, you know, but like brothers in like a bro kind of sense. Long John Silver is the first person he ever considers ever to be close enough to be family. And Long John Silver knows that. 
And he doesn't, he manipulates it a little bit, but he understands like, oh crap, I feel the same way. I actually have to disagree with you because Gonzo and Rizzo do exist in this particular iteration. He does have a family. He's, they say, we're your family, you're turning your back on us, but it's more in the idea that it's a human family as opposed to a rat and a whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, what, I'm, but... what, I, what I mean is that he already had friends at the very least. He had people who understood and related to him, and they all worked together, and then he finds someone who could, you know, he would also want to be his family member, whereas Jim in Treasure Planet has his mom who who can't reach him, has her own problems to deal with, and he's seen his father abandon his mother, abandon him, fly away without ever looking back. Yeah, Literally but... in desperate need in this pivotal time in his life of a father figure, both, someone to both, set him straight. Both of these iterations are, like, they become kind of a, not only a friend or, like, an uncle, but a father figure yes. as well. Because in Treasure Planet, he sees the father, whereas with Mother Treasure Island, he knew his father was a sailor, what does Long John Silver have to be? A sailor. And he's giving him his first opportunities and everything like that. He wants to be able to prove himself. Not in the same sense that Treasure Planet Jim does. But he still wants to prove himself even just a little bit. And the problem with the Treasure Planet one is you don't... You, you see him be friends, but you don't... He's more mentory than he is father. That's what he. That's what he needs a father to be at that time in his life. He is. In he's that, a young man in desperate need of guidance. I will say there's one key difference between the gems, uh, besides just the the, well, the overall character. <laughs> I believe the character in Muppet Treasure Island is younger than he is in the Treasure Planet. I think Treasure Planet he's closer to fifteen or sixteen. Yes. Whereas in um. Uh, Treasure or Mother Treasure Island, he's more 13, 13, 14 era. Now, the thing is, is most people would think, oh, that doesn't make a difference. But you and I are currently seeing, as we're watching her brothers grow up, and, you know, as a former 13, 14, 15, 16 year old, there are huge differences in your life. 15, 16, you're starting to become an adult. You're trying to be more responsible, not only for yourself, but for other people. 13, 14, you're still a kid, but you're you're just becoming more of a, I don't know, a kid that knows everything more. Uh, and there's still, there's still a lot of things that can go, not necessarily go wrong, but... Uh, I think it's going to be the, a hard call to make because I find... I think find... we're going to have to split on it. I don't think we're going to agree with each other. Yeah, I think... For me, the fact that Jim is more compelling as a character in Treasure Planet makes Silver more compa more compelling as well. Whereas you find Silver compelling all on his own without Jim's exactly. presence at all. Yeah, I think that's a great way to kind of sum it up. So, I think overall, character-wise, I think it's kind of in the middle. Like, did we lean more towards Muppet or did we lean more towards Treasure? Because not counting Silver, I think it was... In, a, in sheer quantity, the Muppets have more to play around oh, with. Oh, no, I'm just talking about the ones that we talked about. Like, because we didn't oh, really Oh, we said, we well, of... we like the uh, the mom in Treasure Planet, Captain Amelia in Treasure I, Planet. I, I did like uh, Doppler, uh, Doppler Dave, by Delbert, David Yeah, Doppler. Yeah, and uh, David High Pierce. So that's three for that. And then, like, extraneous characters, uh, Benjamina and... Um, uh, there was, a, I think, one other one that we said for Treasure Planet. Well, we better get this number right, a... Aaron, because if not, how people know what to think unless we give an actual number. <laughs> if, if it's not an even split, I think we leaned a little bit towards Treasure Planet more so. But, like, it's like 
You can tell. 51% versus 49 Oh, you can tell. All, we find a lot of the characters yeah. very compelling in well, both of them. We definitely spent way too much time on that. That's partially my fault. Mm -hmm. So, Or partially. It's all my fault. So, <laughs> um, so we, we've already kind of talked about the world a little bit with Treasure Planet. A little bit. Not We haven't gotten too much depth. Um, but the, the world for... I, I think, honestly... We can start with Mother Treasure Island because the world is pretty much pirate world. It feels like a, uh, at several times, in the same way in Muppet Christmas Carol, it feels like a stage play in that the the um, set pieces look like they were painted and erected like a stage play as opposed to being actual uh, places in real life. And that's not a, that's not a con against it. I prefer yeah, that not, for yeah. Muppets. It makes sense to have more of a stage play presence for your Muppets to be interacting because you never see their feet unless you do, and then they're using uh, special extra tricks to make sure that they can do that. Yeah. It's all a conceit. It's all a, a, a uh, not a farce, it's all a play. So it makes sense <laughs> to have your... The play's um, a thing. The play's a thing. It, um, it has a charm. It has a really nice Muppety charm that you see in these movies where um, they just uh, they, they play up the set pieces, if you will. Yeah, um, I, I get what you mean with that. Because um, I, I bet if we went back to the 1800s, that is not what 1800s England looked like. So it's it's a it's our interpretation of 1800s yeah. England. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing. It's, no, again, it's, it's not. Little... It's the conceit of the movie. If they have singing Muppets, like yeah. we're not going to take ourselves too seriously. Oh, there's so here. many fourth wall breaks. And oh, so yeah, many, I was going to say. <laughs> there's, but that's okay because it works for this movie. Like they never do it in Treasure Planet because that's not the kind of movie it yeah, is. Yeah, Muppets are, you You get to have different kind of humor in a Muppet movie because you are allowed to break the fourth wall. You are allowed to nod and it's wink to the audience. Yeah. It's literally a felt, or a piece of felt with it, someone's hand in it. So, <laughs> that being said, I freaking love the Muppets. Oh, but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, like I was saying, like they do good jobs establishing that, you know, the the place where the orphans grow up is different from the London town that they go to to get on the ship is different from the ship and the bowels and everything is different from the island. So there's, you know, there's plenty of... They establish the world. However, it's super hard to compare with literal worlds that these <laughs> this treasure planet builds. There are so many departures from the original story that I cannot get enough of in Treasure Planet. Like, I adore the idea of Treasure Island in space as a concept so much, this movie just kicks it out of the park. It does everything you want it to do. It has a map that's a giant hologram that goes around the entire room that you travel through. It's like a, a Pandora's box of sort, or like Rubik's Cube thing where you have to like solve it. And it kind of reminds me of uh, Jackie Chan Adventures where I remember they had a thing where they <laughs> keep solving, uh, like a puzzle box. But the thing is like... You look outside the window and you see this crescent moon and you realize, Oh, that is the space station. How rocking. <laughs> that is, that is really, really neat. So that is, and that's, and I think that's even with the critics, whenever this movie came out, that was one thing that they're like, everyone like, I hope they liked like, it. Like, so, uh, uh, you know, forward. It's like, different. It's so different. If you're going to reinterpret, it's like, um, you know how Disney does all these live action remakes and it's literally just like shot for shot. Unless you did, like, Jungle Book, and you actually departed and said, let's do something a little different for the character than we think it should be. Where he stays in the jungle instead of ever going back to the man village. Man, second. spoiler alert. <laughs> um, well, the thing is, is, like, I, I really did enjoy the world building, the atmosphere. 
But because so the, what happens is these problem the, these two movies have different problems. Muppet Treasure Island does not spend nearly enough time on the 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 atmosphere, the world building, as or our two main characters. It is much more about all the fun. Yeah. We Wait, what have do you mean, with your. What do you mean the two main characters? Jim and Silver. That's yeah. They did spend plenty of time working on Silver, but they it was more character based. And I don't mean just the main characters. I mean every character that came on pretty much had a joke of sorts. You know, mm -hmm. like there was a couple pirates that had one punchline jokes that were still pretty funny. Whereas treasure planet spent so much time world building and so much time building up atmosphere it actually took away from some of the character development the the, the building of the characters themselves it's my interpretation that is my <laughs> opinion and and truth be told folks that um if you're still listening uh <laughs> this is these are our opinions you know we're not saying that this is fact this is what we Aaron, felt are you I wasn't aware of that. I thought because we were doing a podcast on the internet, we were factual the entire time. Well, then you're mistaken, my love. No, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things that like we, we just got to make sure this is this is all in fun. We're 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 having fun. We're gonna uh, be, still be married at the end of this. At least I hope so. That's the plan, anyway. Yeah. So I like how the map once it finally got there to the island, it was then revealed. That the planet was actually a giant mechanical planet in space that was a mechanism to open up this gateway to different parts of the universe. Like, That's how he was able to get to places. How cool is that? And that holographic book at the very beginning. That was pretty neat. So, like, there's so many awesome nifty toys and inventions in here. Didn't he have, like, a little stitch or something like that? I thought he had, like, a little stitch doll. There were they were a few nods in his room because they start with him as a young boy with his mom reading a book to him. Next. Yes, but um, the the thing is, um, does I, it really take? I mean, does it really take away from you? Because for me, that the, and that's part of the reason why I feel Muppet Treasure Island Silver is better than um, Treasure Planet Silver because they spent the thing is they spend time developing the character. If they Treasure spend Planet time doing that. if Treasure Planet is an excuse to world build, then Muppet Treasure Island is an excuse to make jokes. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. This is just. Muppets with pirates. It's literally <laughs> pirates in space. <laughs> oh my god, that joke is perfect. <laughs> you know that's 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 that is just one of those. You're absolutely right, but that's just my opinion, and I'm, I'm not saying Treasure Planet suffered for it. Um, I think that that it, the direction that they took was fine. It's just it's hard to compare these two movies like that. Though. I'll give you. I'll give you a reason. You, we were just talking about the, you know, eclipsing the character building with the world. I'll give you this one thing here. So at the end, spoilers, at the end of Muppet Treasure Island, uh, Silver is leaving. And we are from the perspective of Jim. And Jim wakes up and goes out to the edge of the boat and he sees that. And Silver asks him to join him and go be on his quest. And, you know, just come with me. And he's like, no, I've got to do the right thing. And he was he's going to blow the whistle. And he doesn't. Yeah. Again, why Tim Curry as Silver was amazing. Because you can see how much okay. he wanted. Like, he's like, I, I want to escape with this treasure. 
but I don't want to hurt Jim. Like, he has a gun pointed at him, and he locks and loads it at one point, and even, like, stands up a little bit in the boat, like, please don't make me shoot you. And then he's like, God, I can't shoot you even if I wanted to. But You're that like, scene already exists in Treasure uh, Treasure Planet as well. Uh, yes, but you forget that Mother Treasure Island did it first. Okay. Uh, this, let's, Playground let's just... rules, I suppose, but my point is that Treasure Planet not only does that scene from Jim's perspective, it also does it from Silver's perspective. That scene you're talking about, where I could leave, we could be a great team, Jim, and he drives and he um, rows off into the fog. Uh, we get two scenes of that. We get Silver literally choosing to give up on the gold and the treasure he's been hunting for his entire life, losing various parts of his body for it to obtain it and saving Jim. And he chooses to save Jim. And then they even have one more scene after that at the very end when he then asks Jim to ship out with him and we won't answer to anyone. You can come with us. And that ties into the conclusion of Jim's character arc, which was, you know, if you had asked me that at the beginning of this trip, I would have become a pirate in a second. But you taught me that I need to set my own path and become my own person, and I'm going to do that. So you get twice the amount of scenes. That scene becomes twice what it was in Muppet Treasure Island. Well, yeah. I can I tell you really cared about my argument because you were staring at the box art the entire I'm time. Slowly trying to figure out which which came first. I know Muppet Treasure Island came first. I was trying to figure out what the space and time was, or the spacing. To be and time. fair, Aaron Robert Louis Stevenson's book did it first. It, it absolutely did. Um, see again. It gives them both a, a satisfactory character arc as opposed yeah. to only one of them. But it's. Uh, well, the problem, yeah, but therein lies the problem. The character Jim Hawkins in Muppet Treasure Island is the weakest part of the movie. But he's the character who has the arc established on him. Silver does not have the arc nearly as prominently as Silver in Treasure Planet. Uh, see, I, I don't, I don't think we're gonna find too much middle ground <laughs> on this, and then that's kind of the whole point of this is that we're. But I get what you're saying, and actually, you you bring up some really good points. I don't agree with them, but you still bring up some very good points. Um, I feel the just the entire scene of him getting in the boat, asking Jim to come, um, threatening to kill Jim just for alerting people. That he's that he escaped and like all of that 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 like maybe three minute scene just there's a, such a range of emotions and Tim Curry just possesses all of them. Whereas in uh, Treasure Planet, he doesn't go through as many. I'm not saying he has to go through a million emotions. No, but, you, well, when you're talking about that scene, you know, you you give them up at so much screen time. Tim Curry has to give all of his character development in three minutes of screen time, whereas... Oh, no, in, that's, no, that's not well, it. Well, in, in Treasure Planet, you're, all those things that you're describing are all the things that Silver does. He he befriends Jim, he takes him under his wing, then he he turns his back on him saying, I don't care about the boy, all I care about is the treasure. Then threatens to shoot him in the galley, threatens to shoot him when he's escaping with the map, only doesn't, tries to go and negotiate with him on the planet, only for Jim to fire back, and he, uh, Silver threatened to blow them all up the next morning, and then you realize when he looks back that he's actually torn up about the whole thing. Then he has to intimidate Jim and threaten him to make him take him where the map goes, but he doesn't want him to die at the hands of the other pirates. Then he has to save Jim, after just threatening his life again for having the treasure, he he hits every 
arc over the entire course of the movie as opposed to having it all in one crazy impactful scene. Um, well, it, he still does that crap all the time in Muppet Treasure Island because there's a part where, like, all the uh, pirates figure out the treasure is not in the um, the chests where they dug or in this cave that they found. And instead of, like, Jim, you let us wrong, he's like, oh, crap, I knew this was going to happen. And he's like, go on, Jim. Didn't think I was actually going to kill you, did you? And, like, protects him. He stands up. He's given the black spot because he stood up for Jim. And it's still in a very comedic fashion. But he's given the black spot and somehow gets the pirates back on his side. Even after he shoots dead Tom. <laughs> Forgot about dead Tom. Dead, dead Tom's dead! Long <laughs> John shot him! But... But Dead Tom's always been dead. That's why he's called Dead Tom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, so many jokes. So there's God, it's so know, many jokes. The again, I think it comes down to like both of these characters are great iterations of this character. You know, this uh, the Tim Curry Muppet Treasure Island version and the Treasure Planet um, Brian Murray version. They both do a great job. Really, the key difference is Jim freaking Hawkins. It really is. J Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Treasure Planet he do a much better job with this character so much than Love Treasure and, Island. And pain yeah. without getting the angsty teen that every movie has. He for a gets while. a little angsty, but but you feel you feel his pain because you feel that like he doesn't want to be a disappointment to his mother. His yeah. impetus for leaving is not to claim riches and fortune for himself; it's to make his mother proud of him. And and I one hundred percent agree. So the problem is, is the key difference is one of the lowest, lowest points for this damn movie. The the weakest parts for this damn movie from Up a Treasure Island is the Jim freaking Hawkins. <laughs> he is terrible, 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 terrible. And in the so it's hard to compare. It's almost like trying to compare <sighs> the Dark Knight and freaking Batman and Robin. Or Batman Forever, even. You know, like, it's hard to compare something that does a great job with a lot with, so with something that doesn't at all. It's uh, well, I don't, a good way to describe it. That's a whole it. movie you're comparing, though, not characters. Oh, I, I, you're right. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to think of comparison, but I'm not really... Not, nothing's really coming to mind at the moment. I will say... Um, like someone with Batman. <laughs> I will say that it's really nice... Um, Watching it again to see all that great 2D animation in yeah, Treasure Planet, and the thing, and is, to incorporate is, and to incorporate 3D well as opposed to just being a gimmick. They clearly tried to make sure oh that it was God, integrated yeah. well with the environment. It was like Aladdin when they used it. Actually, the, the carpet. Well, the carpet and the um, the the, the tower of wonders, the cave of wonders, and the tower scene. Those were like were some of the first Pixar animations ever. Yeah. So whenever you integrate it like that, yes, they did a great, great job. But also some of the Muppet technology that they used in Muppet Treasure Island was pretty impressive for the time. Yeah. So, Jim so, Henson's a great... He, he had a great... Well, this was after Henson's death. This no, was actually, sorry. Well, I mean I mean his company. I mean yeah. the, the idea of the Muppets in general and the technology that they used to bring them to life and make them believable is something to admire no matter what stage of the game. So I think a... 
maybe around Christmas time we'll have to do uh, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol because I think you and I both love that. And that's like you maybe know, we'll I'm, do another uh, Muppets versus oh god no. Disney, no, no, and we'll no. do the Mickey Mouse Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, why do you hurt my heart? I just want to talk about how great that movie is. <laughs> well, then we they're be, both. They're then both we good wouldn't ones. be Take Two. Uh, um. So, um, overall. I have to say that the um, the the Muppet Treasure Island does a lot great. It has some weak points again. When you he know, sings, when he sings, yeah. us, when he sings, I he, know I he sounds he sounds higher pitched than you. Yeah. And it's not like you have a deep uh, a deep vo or a deeper voice uh, like like Emma Stone or something like, someone like that has. You you have a very light voice and you still sing deeper than him. Oh god, it's terrible. But uh, you've got Muppet Treasure Island that does a lot really, really good and some things bad. Whereas with Treasure Planet, you have where they do a lot of things great, but then they kind of suffer for a little bit too. The story isn't and I'm not gonna say the story with Muppet Treasure Island is better, because I won't. But for some reason, the story with Muppet or with Treasure Planet isn't as strong as it could be, and I'm, I think there was some interference. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to blame it on the storytellers, uh, the director. Sorry, the directors or the writers. There's just it, it didn't reach its full potential. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. They talk about this a lot that when you're um, with Disney, there are certain jokes, certain types of humor that they ask you to bring in as a kids movie per se. And we forget that Treasure Planet came out at a dark period in Disney's timeline. This was right before like Home on the Range level stuff. Oh god. I watched Home on the Range. That movie was bad. Oh so bad. So we forget that at this time they were trying to make something that while being serious and unique for being a sci-fi I think sci-fi Honestly, sci-fi animation has, was in a place where it suffered, where it could not get off the ground. Uh, Titan AE, for example, where it just—it was not what Titan people were AE looking was for. An interesting. Concept. Even though it's interest, again, the interesting Don concept Blues. idea. Oh. Um, so it's not that I don't think it's that the story was. I think what you're talking about is correct. The idea that they had to insert certain humor. Martin Short, and um, then as the robot, yeah. we, we had to you insert... You can even say a little bit with Morph, too, because Morph mm -hmm. has some, like, comedic role. Uh, you can the, tell... The, the farting alien. Yeah, like, again, like, yeah, stuff uh, like that. Flatulence. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, but although, at, at the same time, um, a little contrived, um, uh, Captain Amelia and Dr. Doppler, cat and dog, like... Oh, I thought that was fun. It was a good play because it's never, it was not like she was starstruck from that very instant. It's like, it wasn't like she like fell in love with him just having to be the only female character and of course she falls in love with guys. She actually, I find her a very compelling I female character. be all about Mr. Arrow for a second. But... No, she and Arrow were friends. They were buddies. They'd been doing yeah. this forever. They went in the wars together. It was, a, it was a camaraderie. I appreciate that, you know, she, uh, she never really lost, um, who she was as a character even when she did like uh delbert it wasn't uh, a weakness per se it was just a, a person being like you know you, you you show care and kindness to me i've slowly learned to like your offbeat charm and personality you didn't try any lines on me i just like you for you as opposed to him trying to uh, make her like him yeah it wasn't forced it wasn't um but some of the com some of the comedy aspects with it so let's 
were forced. Let's agree on this. I think I think you're right. Some of the comedy does feel forced, but it feels forced because it doesn't feel like it's what this movie was going for. When we have yeah. when we get the really good scenes, like um the opening scene where he's just flying through that canyon. That was the uh, penultimate animated flying scene until How, how to Train Your Dragon came oh, out. Yeah, it was so good. Um, when we look at every action sequence, we forget when uh, Long John and his band come to uh, burn up the Benbow Inn. Um, when they... Uh, the the huge climax... There's, a, there's, there's the sword fight in the middle when they take over the ship and... Um, they, they they take it over, they put up the pirate flag uh, where they're trying to escape the map. And then at the very end, where the entire planet is literally about to explode and is breaking apart, and he has to fly through all these canyons and uh, get them out of there. Like, all of those action set pieces are fantastically done. And all of the really I don't nice... know. He didn't fly, he didn't fly the ship with a... Uh... A twelve-key uh, surfboard on the top of a. Sh <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, kind of obscure, a little bit obscure uh, Futurama reference. That's true. That's sorry, true. I, I, I just wanted to make that no, joke. No, yeah. <laughs> Futurama, Futurama just left Netflix. Oh, why? We're sad. But um. So I think when we say the 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 the, the best thing about Muppet Treasure Island is the jokes and the humor because it's a Muppets movie. It. Every joke lands. I mean, we, we quoted so many of the lines, the nuttiness. I think that's what we all remember. Blind Puth, with, that with, Jim with, Hawkins is a girl. Oh, and yeah. all these fun, funny jokes. I never didn't laugh at one of them. And Treasure Planet, it's not boring in comparison. What it actually does is focus yeah. on the the heart and the emotions and the action and the the adventure of it all. It's very much more about that. Yeah, and... um. I, I think, um, in, in kind of trying to wrap up a little bit, I think you're you're right. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, the thing is, is too is, and I and I think that's where the appreciation differs for us. Me, without reading the original Treasure um, Island story, with just having watched the two movies, and you with with reading it, that's where the penultimate difference is going to be. Oh, I will um, tell you that Treasure Planet departs from that. Treasure, Muppet Treasure Island files it follows it more closely in the silver... As much as a Muppet movie can. Yes, as much as a, a movie with Muppets in it can. In the Silver Hawkins dynamic, which is, in Treasure Planet, what it's ultimately all about. In Treasure Planet... Um, it's a little it, bit it, more it, about Jim Hawkins versus no, the even, actual... No, even, um, even the original, it's really more about the adventure of going on there. The mm. characters are there. Silver's a lovable rogue and a scoundrel, but he never has an arc. He never changes. He remains a lovable scoundrel. Whereas Treasure Planet instead plays it as, let's make this kid ha need something. Let's make him uh, need an impetus to change his life for the better. Just something to get him moving as opposed to, I found a map, let's go find treasure. Which is how oh. the original plays it and how Muppet Treasure Island plays it. True. Um, and they, and again, what Treasure Planet, sorry, Treasure Planet does differently, it doesn't necessarily make it weaker. In fact, the whole concept, you know, Treasure Planet, but in space, you know, is a cool concept. It's, yeah, it's better than you know. You say very, that you might think it corny, but it is much better than it has any yeah, right to be. Exactly. They don't. They don't. Thing, the thing is, is there's areas that they could have easily just played up to, to like, uh, for either for laughs or for, like, 
you know, for fans of like even Disney, mm -hmm. um, that they they choose to not go down. They choose to have a robot voiced by Martin Short, but that was their choice. No, good one. So, but again, that I think that's kind of where it's different because you know the original story and you see the differences and how it could be improved. Yeah, versus I like just knowing the movies themselves. Yeah, so. I like the improvements. I think they they both make improvements in that way. Yeah, and that's and and that's what's cool too. With um, you know, even with these movies being late nineties, early millennium, and um, uh, you know, even from back then quote-unquote modern filmmaking people are people are understanding that you can allow for more time for character development you can allow for more time for atmosphere building or for relationships you know and and that's why like i believe that movies nowadays unfortunately as we're doing right now are held to a higher level of standard or yeah a uh, higher standard because we know what good filmmaking is and how to get it. The We've audience, almost boiled it down to a uh, science. The audience has become a more informed viewer as opposed yeah. to a passive one, which is why Hollywood can't get away with saying, just eat our summer blockbuster schlock. Just just enjoy the Baywatch remake. We know it's stupid. That's why we made it for you, you stupid people. Now come watch it. God, I, I, was, I was hoping that would be at least I know. Watchable. You see The Rock and you see... Yeah. um. Oh, Zach Efron. Zach Efron, High School Musical boy. You know he's no, he's funny, and I think that's yeah. really it's fun to see him transition into actual. You, you hated the movie, but Bad Grandpa. He was actually. Oh, I hate. hated that movie. It was a terrible movie. It it wasn't that great, it but there were some terrible. funny. There were some funny things about it, but it was not. That there are great, some so. movies that I don't laugh once at. And Bad Grandpa was one of them. So, getting back on track, which I think I derailed us again. Maybe we should um, call it bad. Maybe we should call the podcast Back on Track. Yeah, or a getting podcast. back to the point. <laughs> Movie thoughts or thoughts derailed. Thoughts derailed. <laughs> um, so with, so kind of again to wrap up to sum up. You um, appreciate what Muppet Treasure Island is but still enjoy Treasure Planet as a whole more. Muppet Treasure Island, I think, is my favorite Muppet movie, to be quite honest with Even you. Even Beyond Christmas Carol? Yes. Oh. Wounded that no, I am. No, I like, I like, like, there are scenes, like, I still can recall the scenes where Marley and Marley. I, like, I love that Waldorf and the Stadler and Waldorf are there just being the ghosts. I love all the choices that they make, so it's not that at all. It really is... Um, William and Robert Marley. Come on. Yeah. That's like... No, I love all of those points. I love a lot of the stuff that they do. For me, it has to be... It has to be... Com it's nostalgia combined with interpretation of the source material and Tim Curry. I gotta tell you, the, the jokes fly faster in Muppet Treasure Island. It's looser. It's more fun with its concept. And it still has the heart of it all. And I, I do appreciate that. And I, um, So, as far as Muppet movies go, oh yeah, I love it to pieces. Okay, but going with the Treasure Island aspect. Oh, as, as far as my favorite interpretation of the idea... Uh, that I, that I, the idea that I liked best about Treasure Island, which was the dynamic between Silver and Hawkins, I think Treasure Planet yeah. executes that best. Uh, and the thing is, and again, I'm kind of the op uh, just a bit of the opposite. I appreciate Treasure Planet, um, and um, I, I liked. I, there's so many things that I like about it, and I think that it was very underrated to the point where, like, when it came out, not nearly as many people saw it as they should, because there's still people now who have not seen it. Would you qualify this as the underrated sort of flick that Rescuers Down Under also received? <sighs> 
Kind of. Because I actually saw Rescuers Down Under when I was a kid, and I'm like, this movie's kind of cool. Yep. Nobody saw it until, Damn. like, recently, so. But, um, even still, I pre- and I, I do really like it, but I gotta go Muppet Treasure Island on this one. I, I knew we were gonna split pretty much as soon as we came up with the idea. Because the, <laughs> the problem is, is that the, um... If you guys can hear that, it is the 4th of July. Happy Independence Day, everyone. Yeah, we, we were hoping that the fireworks weren't going to be hard. It is but... raining and fireworking all at once. I actually have no idea where these fireworks are coming from. No, no, no idea. We have... Do you think this is the ones from downtown? Maybe? No, no. I bet there's people in our neighborhood. You can hear it. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's Well, uh, after this, we'll probably go out and see what we can see. Uh, it sounds like it might be the finale right now. <laughs> they're, but... they're celebrating us wrapping up. Yeah. So, um, I gotta say I'm split, and here's the, and here's one, um, kind of, here's my final thought, uh, <laughs> and, uh, here is a bad, bad reason why I, uh, Bubba Treasure Island edges out Treasure Planet, and I've told you this before, I think, because I watched Treasure, Muppet Treasure Island first, I had a mindset of what I was wanting going into Treasure Planet, and, like, when Mr. Arrow died and didn't come back, and um, there wasn't any Rizzo the Rat and Gonzo in there, um, it obviously it wasn't going to be a musical, but when there wasn't as much humor as Muppet Treasure Island, like... Your nostalgia uh, gave you goggles. It wasn't even just so much nostalgia. I had a thought... Pro or not a thought process. Um, I had what I thought this movie was going to be because I the only interpretation... Of Treasure Island I had ever seen besides the you know 50 seconds of uh, page master that they, <laughs> uh, they they had in there with him and silver again I forgot about page master yeah it was, it's a that's a weird movie that, there are that, better ways to get across reading his magical guys and having the books literally that, come to life that movie I loved it and so much thanks to the books at my local library <laughs> but um I, the and I try not to let that discount it, but it does discount it just a little bit. So, but I what happens is I kind of try to compensate for, me, for it. For me, a Muppet movie is first and foremost a Muppet movie. So when I watch a Muppet movie, I am in, in no way I do not let it color my opinion of that story told in any other perspective because it is first to me a Muppet movie. Well, you will do yeah. certain things in it that you will never do in others. No one is going to die. Except Billy Connolly, as it turns out, and then he said, "House on fire." <laughs> yeah, that was that's funny. So <laughs> here's the thing: um, I, 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 I think we, I, I think we kind of both knew we were going to be split going into this, and that's and that's fine. That's kind of like we don't have to agree on everything, which is actually kind of great. Um, so, it's for a podcast, yeah, especially because it's take two, so it means two differing opinions. Yeah, we, we can't Eber and Roper up in here. <laughs> yeah, we we can't just uh, we can't just gush on Wonder Woman every time we talk about a movie. Exactly. So, um, but truth be told, if you've never seen either of these movies, what the hell are you doing listening to this podcast? Definitely check them Especially out. Especially because there's so many spoiler alerts. But um, Muppet Treasure Island uh, is a great family movie. It is a just something fantastic for for adults and for kids. So. Even if you've already watched it, but it's been a long time since you've seen it, pick it up at, uh, well, if it's on, like, Hulu or Netflix, <laughs> or, like, if you find it at, like, uh, your local kind of used bookstore or something like that, pick it up, 
Keep it in your collection. You will not regret it because it is it still holds up to this day. Treasure Planet is an underrated Disney classic from the dark era of Disney animation. The the almost the end of Disney animation. Like this movie was good, but it did not receive the critical nor the audience praise that it should. Yeah. I think it just came out as a it was a hard time for the studio and it was a hard time for movies, I yeah. think, those early two thousands. Yeah, luckily the they've gone through yet another renaissance with uh the Disney animation stuff, like mm. with um he, uh I I like like Tangled and Frozen, Frozen and Moana. Uh, I like all of them, yeah. but it's something like watching an old-fashioned Disney movie just be like, oh, God, do you remember when we used to draw lines? Tangled, um, of those movies, Tangled's probably going to be the only one of that category for me, like, where I can watch over and over and enjoy it, so. And you know who worked on those character designs, don't you, Aaron? Glenn King. Glenn King. So, and his daughter. How cool is that? That is pretty cool. She so. painted the walls. She painted the walls when she was, like, that was what she wanted to do when she was going to paint the walls. And so they got her to paint designs for the walls that Rapunzel paints in her tower. It's so cute. Wow. Uh, the takeaway from legit. the takeaway from this podcast is just go look up Glenn Keane because he's amazing. And when we talk about Besides. Lilo and Stitch, we'll go talk about Chris Sanders and how amazing he is. Glenn Keane, we'd love to have you on the show. Oh, yes, please come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the... Tim Curry also. Oh, God. Oh, Tim, Tim Curry. Curry, my Tim heart. Curry, just do anything, please. Yes, please. Just please, please have a cameo in it, please. Oh, yes. Please. Yes. He had a cameo slash part in the um, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, yeah. which is was one of his first things beyond just vocal work in a long time. So, it's Tim Curry, nice if somehow this gets to you, we love you, we miss you, but we love you. Just, just... Keep being strong, man. Mm -hmm. um, so, Muppet Treasure Island is great. Treasure Planet is great. We we split on which one is better. But, or better we're, than but we're great, too. Yeah, we're awesome. Uh, so, thank you guys again for, um, for listening all the way through. By the time we release this, we will have a Twitter handle, but we will put it in the description as opposed to saying it on air, which is okay because no one ever guess the exact lettering and order of words when you just say it online it's much better to look at it when it's written out anyway <laughs> yeah we're, we're looking at um expanding into facebook and instagram as well so hopefully we'll have uh those set up by the time this comes out so be sure to check out the description um wherever we release this and um, as always share your ideas of what you think we should cover next yeah uh, we're, uh, we're always looking for something um fun to talk about or to uh argue about or if it's a particular holiday i think we definitely want to um we have a couple ideas we have a, a spooky halloween idea Ooh, and we yeah. have a uh, a guy fox day idea yeah that's 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 one of the ideas that we were definitely uh, playing around with so and um we def we have a, a kind of a cool little concept that we may do more of um, coming down the line, um, so hopefully we can get on one of those soon. Too, more so. mini casts, more more diversity, as it will. Yeah, that's, oh the mini cast that scares me. That means we have to watch awful movies, so <laughs> uh, or awful TV shows, one of the two. So Aaron, we, uh, we don't go to awful movies. Awful movies come to us. <sighs> it feels like it at this point because we <laughs> we did not pick that last one. No, we did not. So um, so thank you guys for listening, and um, we'll be. Uh, uh, see, uh, we'll be doing this again real soon. Uh, and uh, be sure, like I said, be sure to check us out on social media. So, until next time, she's Elizabeth. He's Aaron, and, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea.